to the cultural, historical, environmental and educational significance of the plants and trees gracing the University of Auckland's campuses now. The city campus alone has more than 400 trees. A mighty Norfolk Island pine on the lawns of Old Government House stores 5% of the total carbon content for the precinct's conservation area. Jason Fell is the university's horticulturalist team leader and is also a keen photographer documenting the beauty of the extensive garden areas. An exhibition of his pictures was held in the Old Government House on the city campus last year to mark the university's 140th anniversary. He's going to explain what goes into the planning and maintenance of the grounds at different sites and the importance and legacy of the diverse plantings. Jason, good morning. Good morning. How How long? I'm great, thank you. How long have you had an association with these gardens? I think there's a couple of stints in your career. Oh, there there was actually. I um, I started at the university as a gardener in 1983 for a couple of years, um, and I loved it. But then an opportunity came up, and I changed direction and became a wharfie for 12 and a half years. Um, And I kind of left financially really and that but it was like going from you know greenery to industrial sort of type work and that and then when I actually at the end of the 90s got laid off from the waterfront and that I upped and left and traveled overseas with my family for a year and came back to New Zealand broke and had to start again and picked up a job as as you've said I've been a photographer pretty much my whole life as well as a and um was taking photos of graduates. The job came up for a week's work, and while I was there, I wandered in, and my old manager, who was a brilliant manager called Tony Palmer, who was pretty much the precinct manager for 40 years at the university, he was looking for applications. He said, did you come in for the job? And I started basically the week after um, I finished this graduation photographs and been here ever since, which is now coming up 22 years later. So, in total, how long have you been familiar with these trees and plants? Oh, 25 years. Right. Stint one. So, stint, but, yeah. Oh, stint one, it was a couple of years, two years, and then I sort of left, and then I've come back, and then right. sort of, um, in 2001, I started again. So, you couldn't come back and, and say, you've grown X number of feet since I saw you back in 80-whatever. Um, can you uh, take- Not really, because we had a big team then. And oh, it was, of course. Uh, yeah. How many now, you know, by the I, way? How many now on the team? There's about 12 of us covering the... I, I'm actually based out at, well, sort of for the last stint of the university at the Epsom campus, which was the old teacher's training college. Um, when the university took that over, I think it was about uh, 16 years ago, 15 years ago, and we took... And then with my new manager that came in, um, we decided we had it contracted out here, and, and he sent me here with a little team, and we took it back in-house... And I've been at the Epsom campus for nine years. And I pretty much don't have a huge amount to do with the city campus in that time because I look after this campus, the Newmarket campus and the Grafton, which is the medical school, and then a whole lot of what we call satellite areas, which is we've got property out at Ardmore. We still look after a little bit of the Tamaki campuses, um, just very small little areas now. Um, So, yeah, sort of it's the great thing is there's a – massive variety of work here and I've sort of gone up from being a a garden labourer right through to now I'm the horticultural team leader and I did a bit of study in um, plant design and uh, designing gardens and I get to influence and do a bit of that which has been 
a lot more interesting and, um, you know, you get a lot more involved. And like you said in there, I've been photo, I just photograph, I've been a photographer, I photograph all sorts of things. And the exhibition was really a way of highlighting what we do in the grounds. And so it was just a variety of photographs that out of my collection over 20, really the last 20 years have been here. And um, we thought we'd put that on to showcase, you know, the actual work because we find that um, a lot of people, they admire the garden, they like the gardens and that, but it's um, it's when you really sort of come in a bit closer and look at what we're really doing, you realise the significance and well, what a big impact they do have on. Let's you know, bring that place. lens to the various areas. First, can you describe the conservation area around the central city site? What's there, please? Right. So we've got the university is quite lucky because we have old government house, which is um, and the grounds around government house, which are basically I always look at. I, I love the legacy that I'm part of a, a generational thing of gardeners that have been there. In fact, I use it quite a lot before the university was there. So when you had old government house and saw Sir George Grey, the first governor. So one of the trees that he planted, a urethina, which is right out the front, is still there. Um, and so there's a lot of significant trees around that whole area, which are very getting very old now, 150, you know, we celebrate 140 years and a lot of those trees are now 150 years old. Um, they, the, the thing with a lot of oaks that we've got planted there, they are coming to the end of their life in New Zealand, like it, over in Europe, they'll last to five, 600 years, but in New Zealand, they grow a lot faster. And so an oak is 150 to 200 years old. Um, so, but we're continually planting all the time. And in fact, the last manager, Stanley Jones, who just retired recently, um, he sort of started a program of doing proactive pruning and, and replanting there. So we have, we've planted some quite neat trees. There's a, there's a lone pl- a pine that's been planted. There was, um, they were gifted to New Zealand from Gallipoli. Um, 50, 50 seedlings, I believe, came to New Zealand and the university was lucky to have one. And they were like, they're memorial trees for the soldiers of Australia and New Zealand that fought in Gallipoli. And we've got one of those on that ground. We're kind of, we're guardians of old government house and those grounds. And so those gardens really don't change a lot in that whole time. Um, and um, But then, of course, we've got, other areas around the university were quite themed, um, so native areas like around the Marae and up around the clock tower. I just was lucky enough when I took over the Newmarket campus, which was the um, old Lion Brewery site, which is a bit of a concrete jungle, to be honest with you, in that. And we had a, I, I've just put in a big, I call it an Asian fusion garden, and it's a sort of mixture of um, very Japanese style, but with lots of influences. And of course, I designed most of it, so European design and incorporated that with some Kofi trees on one side of it that we had in there and sort of blending it and um, just creating good areas that students and staff and visitors have places to step out of the, the concrete jungles and the, and the classrooms and that environment and be able to contemplate and sit and, and enjoy a, a bit of nature. What are... Um... What are some of the plant varieties, unique plants and varieties, uh, plant varieties there that are used in research and teaching? Has that been part of the plan over time as well? Yes, it is. Um, and I think in the early days there was a lot. We had big glass houses, and I think when people were studying biology and that, there was a lot of um, – we had, like, big um, 
some big glass houses that have now given way to buildings and they had isolation units and a lot of students that were studying different and they'd be growing. And I, I just felt in the last 20 years that I've been, it's, it's, it's sort of moved away and there's a lot of studies done it at sort of cellular levels and stuff and there's not as much. But we certainly down in the Marae area, we have um, old lecturers and there's flaxes that go right back. So they're using traditional for traditional teaching of early um, uses that Maori used and stuff. Um, and there is, even at Government House, we've got um, some flaxes that are up there that really go right back to really early days. And they obviously they, you know, they, they get replaced, but they, they, they have that history there. You have a um, database of a botanical collection, although I think you keep that under wraps now. But is that an well, we do actually. That, yeah, Tony Palmer, who originally when I started, he created and it was good. And so they got a database. What we found, we were advertising quite a bit and put things and show off these sort of rarer plants and what we've got. And we just found that became a sort of bit of a open slather for um, them to be um, taken. Um, you know, we were in the city centre and stuff, and the you know theft is always a problem. Um, we've got really old cycad bed there with old cycads and um, and we found some of those are even microchipped now because, you know, like specialists would come in and we'd come back over a weekend. And Someone find had an made off with them. Yeah, yeah. And so we sort of pulled back on sort of advertising everything that we do there. Let's look at some of the other historical components to this. What's the story behind the Epsom campus's Pahutakawa Alley? Right, so um, when it came, we, I call it Pahutakawa Alley. Um, it's in the early days when it was the Teachers Training College, um, and uh, there was a a lot of people went off to war, World War One, and and they so those that didn't return and that they um, started planting trees for them, and so they. What's nice about those is they're, they're historic and they're protected now, so it doesn't matter who comes in and takes over this campus or that. They are, you know, significant trees. Um, so, and they represent, they're a memorial type tree to those people that served, um, you know, for New Zealand, the war and, and, and the, the legacy. And what I think for myself personally, I have a philosophy about, I'm a real tree person, I love trees. And I have a, if a tree's lived 180 to 100 years old, I really feel it's got a right to live unless it's absolutely unsafe to have that tree. I think we should be fighting to keep that as much as possible because, when we replace a tree that's over 100 years old, you can't replace it overnight. You can build another building there and that, but you can't just put another 100-year-old tree, tree next to it. So I'm a great advocate for um, really looking after the older trees. And I think that goes into right out into our society now because as there's more... Um, pressure on space and land um, we've lost we're losing a lot of big trees mm, around the place that's for sure um, Auckland's tree canopy we've seen yeah. maps of how much that's going but just back Absolute. to some of the significance the Gallipoli Pines I think it was a couple of Australian um, soldiers who gave a descendant of the last pine at Gallipoli to Auckland University so this again is indicative of some of the history behind this stuff that's right, and uh, you know, and 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 that's great. And then, you know, I mean, there's um, um, the Queen planted. Yeah. We've got a the flame and tree. Tell me about and, the flame tree. Oh well, the flame trees. It's actually quite funny because I can point something out to you that we've got a plant there. So if you ever come onto old government grounds um, lawn, and please do because it's a wonderful thing to wander around, and it's open to everyone. Everyone has a right to come through there. Um, so that that's a urethina. And on the on the label we've got it's a urethina indica, 
but it was discovered <laughs> as you do as you go on that that is actually not the correct species it's actually a well, a kaffir so we've got a label there and you'll read it as a urethine indica but that is actually it is slightly a different <laughs> species to what's planted there but that tree is um basically held together and it's surviving because we've got it wired up. You, if you go up and look at it closely, we use, they've got a big problem of they do drop limbs, big limbs at times. And um, we've had to have proper arborists come in and wire it up properly. And that's the reason it's sort of surviving so long as it is. But even in the last 20 years, we've lost some big limbs off it, which has changed the shape of it. Um, but yeah, that was St. George, um, George Gray planted that. So, you know, it's pretty amazing that that's still there and we can go and appreciate it. What's your favourite? I know you're not supposed to have favourites, but I bet you do. What are one or two that you would say are among your favourites that you've nurtured? I, I, I've got one at Epsom. Well, it's nurtured. We look after it and I, and I do intensive pruning, uh, like, you know, to regulate it, to um, keep it as healthy and and it's a Morton Bay fig, and it's at the Epsom campus here. It's 120 years old. It's as old as this campus here. And what I love about that tree, it's the example of a tree's got a right to be there. It used to tower over a, an area, a, a, a building we called U-Block, and then they drop a lot of figs and branches at times, and someone never noticed it, punctured a few holes in the roof of that, and it, the, the building got very um, disrepair, but they moved the building. And the tree's still there. And I kind of love that. It's like a bit of a victory. That, that tree is still surviving and it's got roadways right next to it. And it's like, and it's, um, I just love the thing. It's like when I plant, I plant lots of trees around and, the, and I'm not going to have the benefit from them really. But I think my grandchildren might be able to wander one day through there and go like I do at this these campuses now and look and can sit under a tree that's been there for 150 years is, is, is a pretty magical thing. What is involved in keeping them going? You've alluded to uh, respect for the age and the fact that when a 100 or 150-year-old or a 200-year-old tree goes, you can't just replace it, uh, right. not with anything as impressive anyway. So what is yeah, the work that, that, that elongates their lives? Well, apart from obviously making sure they're watered and, and, and they're fed and stuff, is um, we, we do, we've taken on, and that was probably Stanley Jones uh, instigated quite about 10, 15, when we sort of come in and saw that benefit, because we were starting to lose quite a lot of the big trees around the city campus. We just, because we seem to be suffering, I don't know, but it feels like to me in 20 odd years of gardening, uh, more extreme weather conditions. And so we try and look at, and we try and do what we call um, preemptive pruning. So if we know that there's some of those big old trees and they're getting top heavy in certain bits, if we can prune them to lighten them, so when we do get extreme weather comes in, storms and stuff like that, instead of the, the whole tree falling over, they, they sort of adapt better. And we've had great success at the Epsom campus here with that sort of approach. Um, and so it's just a matter of that. And it's also like um, mulching and just, yeah, just maintaining and just observing that sort of thing. It's you can't do a lot more than that, you know, and, and you can't protect everything, but you they are certain things. The tree gets very top-heavy and there's all that weight on it. We get big storm in the next minute. The root system's not as great as it used to be. It's getting old like we all are. I, I don't know. <laughs> and um, 
So that just helps it a lot. Um, so those are the sort of things like that. When it comes to gardens, um, my biggest, if we're designing and looking at gardens, is A, looking at the right sort of plants and if we're doing a theme garden. But also I've, I'm always looking at um, maintenance because we are always resource strapped and we've only got so many gardens. So you can't just plant a garden that's going to be take a lot of time to look after. You know, you need to plant plants that are going to be a little bit drought resistant you know so you don't have to be watering or you don't have to be spending huge amounts of time on them um like you know it's lovely to have a very good old english garden but they're very time consuming so there's all those sort of factors you're looking into when you're putting in a garden and obviously the types of plants in a certain place good on you jason thank you i hope everyone does what you do and and actually just looks up every now and then and and has a look or takes the camera but with or without camera makes the most of it um thanks for letting us know you're you're welcome jason fell who is uh, in charge of uh, uh, care of the grounds of auckland university's various campuses He's the university's horticulturalist team leader.